Welcome back to another episode of Hot for Justice. This is Jamie. Hi, this is Jessica. Thanks for taking that intro, Jamie. You're welcome. You had a mouthful of what looked like pasta. so <laughs> I'm eating dinner right now. I'm multitasking while my baby's screaming in the background. It's fantastic. Yeah, welcome to week whatever the fuck of quarantine we're in. Is this like the third week? I think so, but I literally don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still an essential employee, so I go to, I go to work every day. So. I am working, but from home and right. And I think, man, the last time I updated everybody, I was not. I was working from home, but now you were, yeah. Um, but now you're. Most not. of my company has been furloughed, therefore I am now working in the office um, and doing things there. So that's super rad. She's an essential ass bitch. Yes, an essential ass bitch. I am. Um, you should change my name from, change my name in your phone to an essential ass bitch. I think I might. With a crown next to it. Ooh, I like that. Super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we apologize that, one, this episode is up late, and two, it that we have not delivered on the screen recap we've done been promising. That will be up yeah, Friday. We that we know for sure. But yeah, yes, going forward, we're, gonna... we're not giving any promises that we can't keep. Uh, <laughs> it's just a weird time, and guys, we're sorry. Yeah. It's hard to get stuff done. You know, we're balancing a lot so yeah my work's been we are crazy <clears throat> go ahead oh, sorry yeah my work's yeah. been crazy um I was super sick for like half of last week with like horrendous allergies and like the worst period of my life sorry <laughs> <laughs> um hey it's a part of life yeah so you know recording didn't happen shit happens we're here now and hello we're back hello 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 we are going to maybe try to do some more screen recaps while we're sheltered in place since we're watching a lot more but we're not going to make promises Mm -hmm. that we're not sure we can keep but we're we if you see a surprise screen recap surprise and you're welcome and if you don't don't worry about it yeah mind your own fucking business (laughs) (laughs) mind your business yeah keep keep it to yourself we're doing what we can Uh, we're trying to keep the masses entertained but we're only two people you know, and I'm struggling right now, you guys. Bitch, same. Struggling. We are. It is 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm still working because my baby won't let me do anything. Yeah, and my dog and is I'm running still, around my so... house like a banshee right now. Mine's staring at me because she wants some food. I mean, you have a very delicious-looking piece of garlic bread that honestly I'm hikey jealous of. Oh, it is what it is. Well, there's a rattle right there. Um, right there. Anywho, I'm talking to my husband too. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um. I think you said I was first this week, and... You are. Excellent. So, my case is something that we're... We, d- we didn't do the same one. We checked. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Good for right us. before we hit record, we're like, wait a minute, what did we do? <laughs> <laughs> we made sure. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and by uh, by proxy... Or, that's not right. Words are hard. Anyways, I just worked all day. We're here. Um, in order to avoid doing the same case, I tried to pick something from literally across the globe. Which we don't do very often, but we have a good amount of listeners in Australia, so I thought this would be kind of fun to do, one in Australia. Shout out. Yeah, what up? Yeah, because Jess used to live there. To my peeps. Yeah, I did. Yeah, fun fact, if you didn't know. Fun fact about me? (laughs) I was just going to say that. If you didn't know, now you know, and your life is different now. Now you know. Yep, you're welcome. Um, So, I don't know if you know about this one. So, this happened when you were a wee lass, and by a wee lass, I mean you were four when this happened. And you were... Two. Wow. You were a wee lass, too? Yep, we were, we were wee little lasses. Is it? Is it? 
Is it? Let me guess. It's not. Did you do the Azaria Chamberlain no. one? Okay. Continue. Is that the dingo ate her baby one? Yes. Okay, great. Because no. <laughs> I was just about to be like, it's not a dingo ate anybody's baby. <laughs> I literally just listened to a podcast about it. That's why it's like fresh in my brain. But also we named our dog Dingo. Yeah. And, you know, like that's a pop culture thing. And then once I listened to the podcast, I was like, ooh. Tell Charlie to stop that I back there. I know. He's over there being a growly little boy. Literally, my dog just farted. <laughs> so loud so if you heard that sorry this episode is going so great <laughs> this is a shit show but it's fine we're here it's our shit show and we're proud god damn it <laughs> uh, so this is um i'm taking this all from wikipedia surprise <laughs> hey at least it's not reddit this time but i did find the original link on reddit but i'm reading it from wikipedia because there's more information as it goes Okay, cool. So um, the Wikipedia article is for Kelly Lane. She was born March 21st of 1975 and is a former Australian water polo player. And in 1996 was convicted of uh, the murder of her newborn baby Tegan and three counts of making false declaration. I see the look on your face right now and you just shit your pants. Oh no. Have you heard of this? I was mid-bite, so I could not respond. I have not heard of this. Uh, okay. So, Lane is currently serving an 18-year prison sentence and will be eligible for parole on May 12th of 2024 after having served 13 years and five months in custody. On April 18th of 2011, that was my mom's birthday, fun fact. Um, I mean, April 18th is still her birthday, but whatever. <laughs> also, she's going to have to spend her birthday in quarantine. Can you believe? Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. That sucks. Sorry, Mom. But happy birthday, Jen. Um, I told her I'd FaceTime her and drink champagne with her. Do you want to be involved? Sure. I saw my parents today from six feet away. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time in four weeks. Jesus. I bet that's absolutely killing them not to be able to see the baby. Yeah, well, the baby was with me, but again, they couldn't, like... They maintained... Yeah, so my mom, you know... She's a little sad because the baby's getting so big so I fast. I know. Those pictures you posted the other day, I almost fucking threw up. So cute. Okay. Um, so on April 18th of 2011, um, Lane's lawyers lodged an appeal against her conviction at the same time as a Sydney taxi driver alleged he saw Lane dispose of the child. Her final application for appeal was rejected by the high court in August of 2014. So here's some background. So, um... Kelly Lane is the daughter of Sandra Lane, a former hospital worker at Manly Hospital, and Robert Lane, a retired police officer. She was educated at McKellar Girls High School in, uh, in Manly. Then Lane enrolled in an arts degree at the University of Newcastle, from which she dropped out and went to study at the Australian College of Physical Education while working part-time at Ravenswood School for Girls as a water polo coach. She went on to hold a position as a sports con- convener at Ravenswood, where her credentials are listed in the school yearbook as a degree-qualified teacher with honors. Between 1994 and 98, she was in a relationship with rugby union player Duncan Gillies, um, an elite water water polo player at a national and international level. Lane was a member of the silver medal-winning Australian junior women's team at the 1995 World Championships in Quebec, Canada, in which she competed just months after giving birth to her first child, whom she gave up for adoption. Um, so this brings us to Tegan Lane. 
on September 12th of 1996, Lane, who was age 21 at the time, gave birth to Tegan Lee Lane at Auburn Hospital. Less than two days after giving birth, Lane left the hospital with Tegan around 11 a.m. or 12 noon, and by 3 p.m., Lane had arrived at her parents' home alone. A few hours later, on that same day that Tegan was last seen by her mother, Lane attended a friend's wedding all dressed in white with her partner Gillies. There was no sign or mention of baby Tegan. What? Uh Uh-huh. This is fucking weird. So, in 1999, 25 weeks pregnant with her third child, Kelly flies to Queensland to seek a late-term abortion. She was refused due to um, uh, the fact that the fetus was being a viable gestation. Three months later... How how many weeks was she? 25. Why the... I know. Okay. Um... So, three months later, in May of 1999, she gave birth to a boy who she decided to put up for adoption, as she did with her first child in 1995. Um, Lane advised a social worker that this was her first child and that Gillies was the father. Gillies has denied these claims. So, basically, she's had three children. The first one she gave for adoption and, like, didn't tell anyone about. The second one she gave birth to no one has seen since... Like, she left the hospital. And the third one, she gave it for adoption, lied that it was her first, and lied about the baby's father. What the f- What? Yes. Okay. I have to- <clears throat> Just pause for a second. Mm-hmm. My statement- I am- Usually don't make um, political statements. Mm-hmm. I am pro-choice, but at 25 weeks, yes. you are almost to your third trimester, uh-huh. and- I have a hard time, unless it's like you know, like obviously medical reason or like there's some some other circumstances. But just to say one day, uh, oh, I don't want to have a baby. Yeah. Uh, you probably should have decided that before you were 25 weeks. Right. So fucking bananas. And and okay, so her second baby just goes missing mm-hmm. and nobody says anything about it, and she like has a whole ass other baby. Mm-hmm. And her second baby, they nobody knows where it is. Did nobody call the police? No. But I'm getting there. Oh, God. Some people should not procreate. Somehow, it gets worse. Like, if you thought it was already Fantastic. bad, it gets fucking worse. Oh, uh, that's good. So, prior to finding a permanent home for this child, the Department of Community Services, uh, otherwise known as DOCS, so if I ever say DOCS, that's what that is, um, a child protection worker, John Bor- Borovnik made further investigations that led into finding that the child born in 1999, Jesus Christ, Jamie, was in fact not Lane's first child and that she had given birth in 1996 at Auburn Hospital, which would be Tegan. Further investigations revealed that Lane had also given birth in 1995 during her four-year relationship with Gillies. Uh, Gillies claims that he was completely unaware of any of Lane's pregnancies. So she had a baby in 1995, one in 1996, and one in 1999. Yes, and he claims that he knows nothing about any of those pregnancies. But he was a partner of hers the entire time. He just... Oh, God. God and okay. in 1996, when she gave birth to Tegan, she was in the hospital for two days. So, like, how do you, like, not realize your girlfriend's gone for two days? Right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. So when confronted with the allegations in October of 1999... Kelly initially denied the existence of the two earlier children. Several days later, she claimed that her daughter was living with a family in Perth. Um, Concerned about the situation, 
Uh, Borovnik alerted the local police who began investigations late in 1999. In February of 2001, Kelly, who was by now seven months pregnant with her fourth child, was in- oh, no. interviewed by the police. During the police interview, she claimed that she had uh, given Tegan to the baby's father, a man named Andrew Norris, possibly Morris. It's not really clear if it was Norris or Morris. Okay. Uh, with whom she has claimed to have a brief of who, <laughs> with whom she has claimed <laughs> to have had a brief affair. According to Kelly, the f- affair took place at a unit block at uh, in Balmain on Friday nights after a drinking session in the town hall pub called the Townie. Uh, Lane mm-hmm. alleges in her police interviews that um, Norris's long-term partner, Melanie, also lived there as she often saw female apparel strewn about the unit. Um, according to Lane, Melanie was in retail, although she was not present at the unit on Friday nights. So basically, like, they both got away with having this affair or whatever. Um, during the police interviews, Kelly claims that she felt forced to hide her pregnancies because of her the fear of the reaction of her parents and friends as according to investigations she could not be sure of who any of the fathers of the babies might be yikes has she ever heard of birth control apparently not jeez um she told police that she handed over the baby to norris in the auburn hospital car parking lot but later changed the story to state that it was inside the hospital foyer it was reported that during the police interviews uh, she said several times that she felt alone when she became pregnant and told her mother in an intercepted phone call, quote, I had no other choice, referring to why she gave baby Tegan to Norris. Manly police referred the matter to the New South Wales coroner in 2005. <sighs> A coronial inquest into the disappearance of Tegan Lane began, began in 2005 and ran until February 2006. Um... The inquest was presided over by the state coroner, John Abernathy, and heard that police um, had undertaken an extensive search for the child, including attempting to DNA DNA match samples. The inquest resulted in the coroner declaring that he was, quote, comfortably satisfied that Tegan Lane is in fact deceased, end quote, and that he was concerned that Tegan had met with foul play, although he also stated that there still existed a possibility that she was alive somewhere. So there's no body. Right. Um, the coroner ordered that the, a birth certificate be issued for Tegan and recommended that uh, the brief of evidence and a transcript of the coronial inquiry be followed, forwarded to the New South Wales Homicide Squad for assessment and, if necessary, further investigation. From 2006, police investigations focused on locating Norris, Melanie, and no, uh, Nolene, uh, who is Andrew Norris's mother, all led to have participated participated in or witnessed carriage of baby Tegan from Auburn Hospital. Despite nine documented versions of what happened that day, it's reported that police were unable to locate any persons who matched these profiles. Sightings of Norris were reported at the Sydney Aquarium, but discounted as, uh, according to Caroline Meldrum Hanna of the ABC Exposed documentary, which I'll get to in a moment, um, mm-hmm. post-screening that uh, Lane had told her that Andrew had no interest in water so why would he be at an aquarium? Right. Um, police also sought to locate Tegan Lane by searching the records of over 9,000 primary schools in Australia. A search process that lasted two years. Holy crap. Uh-huh. Um, two girls named Tegan Lane were found in Queensland and another possibility was picked up on a uh, Torres Strait Island. Finally, police excluded all possible leads. Police investigators assessing that they had no conclusive evidence or any physical evidence 
uh, pointing to baby Tegan's death, decided not to charge Kelly, but uh, they did refer, uh, refer the matter to the NSW Director of Public Prosecutions, Nicholas Cowdery. In what the National Times described as an unusual step, on uh, November 17, 2009, the uh, Director of Public Prosecutions uh, charged Lane with the murder of Tegan Lane. Uh, Kelly pleaded not guilty, and the matter went to trial by jury. The matter was heard in the Supreme Court, presided over by Justice Anthony Wheely, with Mark Tedeschi um, as the Crown Prosecutor, and Keith Chappell as uh, the defending lane under instruction from legal aid, began August 9th of 2010. The Crown alleged that uh, Lane became pregnant five times over seven years during the 90s, terminating the first two pregnancies, placing two babies up for adoption, and allegedly murdering her baby, Tegan, on uh, September 14th of 1996. The jury had uh, heard that Lane concealed her pregnancies from her family and friends in order to protect her personal image and reputation. According to the Supreme Court, (laughs) uh, Judge Peter Hamill, who acted in her defense in 2006, images would have been destroyed by revelations of the salaciousness of her sex life centering around numerous rugby players from the Manly Marlins Club over which Robert Lane presided, which is her dad. So basically it would have been like a big shitting deal. Like, publicly, if, like, she was looting around. Which sounds like she was, but okay. Yeah, because, like, she basically says that she had had, like, multiple affairs, and that, like, this guy's, like, probably the dad, but, like, she's not really sure. Right. Okay. Um, The evidence heard at the trial was similar to that presented at the inquest four years earlier. The major differences were the police searches that had occurred in between, and the discovery that Lane had left Auburn Hospital not at 2 p.m. the day Tegan disappeared, but several hours earlier which again between like 11 and noon um and then she saw her parents at three so there's you know three to four hours of unknown time where she clearly got rid of this baby um yeah the crown produced evidence that as a motive for murder lane was prepared to abandon her child at birth to increase her chances of representing australian water polo at the sydney 2000 olympic games um, there was also evidence that she believed children would interfere with her educational plans, her social life, and the regard in which she was held by parents and friends. But then use birth control. Jesus. Literally. Uh, yeah, that's your PSA for the day, everybody. If you don't want babies, uh, birth control. There's Literally. There's many a method. Pick one. There's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways. <laughs> Where was I? Um, oh, it's also alleged that her friend's wedding on September 14th may have been a crucial factor as she had sought a permanent solution to a potential problem to hide evidence of the pregnancy and birth from family and friends. Her defense rested on the lack of evidence on about where, how or where Tegan might have been killed. The defense claimed that even if Lane had killed Tegan, the Crown could not prove that she had done so deliberately or with the intention to kill. On December 13th of 2010, the jury found Lane guilty of lying under oath in relation to documents dealing with the adoption of the two other babies. The jury was not able to come to a unanimous verdict on the murder charge. Under advice from Wheelie, the jury was given the option of returning a majority of 11 to 1 verdict. A little later the same day, the jury found Lane guilty of murder. She was refused bail. Uh, sentence procedures commenced on March 11th of 2011. Again, the Supreme Court before Wheelie, with the Crown calling the, for the court to pay particular regard to general deterrence. It was reported that psychiatrist Michael Diamond, who appeared before uh, the hearing on behalf of the Crown, found no evidence of any psychiatric disorder, and that Lane's decisions appeared to be based on problem-solving. 
Um, a little over a month later, on April 15th, she was sentenced to 18 years in jail with a non-parole period of 13 years and 5 months. Um, she'll be eligible for parole in uh, May of 2024. She should never get parole. Absolutely not. She's a monster. Like, l- literally. I'm googling her picture because I want to put a face to the uh-huh. hate. Uh, it's Kelly K-E-L-I. I just typed in baby killer (laughs) Sydney (laughs) and it came up Um, in September 2018 the Australian Broadcasting Corporation um, ABC (laughs) aired a three part documentary and opinion piece which featured interviews with Lane conducted via numerous uh, six minute telephone calls from inside jail of which a small percentage were included and edited down for production space it was the first time that she had ever given interviews about the case, having approached journalist uh, Caro Meldrum Hanna via a letter on the advice of Michael Rutgers on uh, and the Bridge of Hope Innocence Initiative. Through interviews with experts, witnesses, family members, and acquaintances of Lane, and the extensive re-examination of the evidence, a program cast the program cast doubt on the soundness of her trial and subsequent conviction. The program also detailed instances of slut shaming and media bias that may have prejudiced the case. Following the release of the documentary, academics subsequently called for an urgent review of Lane's case. The Bridge of Hope Innocence Initiative, um, under Michelle Rutgers, were to petition the Attorney General in December of, December of 2018 in an attempt to be granted a review of the case. The petition is being led by the um, RMIT's Innocence Initiative, which believes that the case against Lane was a miscarriage of justice. No information has been forthcoming regarding the process of the petition so far. In 2019, the documentary was criticized by a trial lawyer and author Simon Davis. He analyzed the trial and concluded it was fair and that the conviction was overwhelming. Davis fact-checked the documentary and identified numerous inaccuracies. I mean, I mean, they really don't have evidence as to what happened to the baby. She could have just, like, left it somewhere and someone found it. She could, You know, like, there could be a million different things that she did, but it's obviously she did something wrong. A million percent no matter what like you don't just I mean and if she did legal um adoptions for her other two kids like why wouldn't you just do it with that one right I don't understand because she's insane I mean yeah, obviously I don't like to use that word loosely but whatever um there were a couple or several books written about this um if people want to do mm-hmm. any further reading um a book from 2007 called The Child Who Never Was Looking for Tegan Lane um, that was written by Allison Langdon. Um, it's also cited in here. Um, mm-hmm. A book called Nice Girl, the story of Kelly Lane and her missing baby, Tegan, uh, that was written in 2011 by Rachel Jane Chin. And um, Simon Davis wrote a book called On Trial, the Case of Kelly Lane in the ABC. Poor baby. I know. I literally just can't imagine that. Like, I... J- it hurts my heart I know. and my soul. My baby's crying too. So, <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is fucking bananas. Like, I thought like this was like the mo- one of the most wild things that I found. That is, I just really don't understand. It's not rational, but what is up with these Australians and trying to ditch their babies? I don't know. No offense to well, y'all. You know the 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 one the Azara Chamberlain, mm-hmm. which I mentioned it's the the girl Dingo my baby was take yeah she actually they they did um exonerate the mom that's right the dad yeah yeah they so said that the, no involvement it was actually a dingo that took their baby allegedly allegedly but uh, prop 
probably definitely. <laughs> Anywho. Um, okay, so it's my turn, but first I need to take a break for a second. Okay. Okay. Just like that. <laughs> I'm on mute. <laughs> we are back is what I said before Jamie said that. Anyway, so now it's my turn. And editing Jamie might go and fix that. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> That's if you don't, it's whatever. It was like three, two seconds, whatever. Um. Okay, it's fine. I'm covering the missing case, the missing person case of Dominic Potts. Um. Mm. So I, f- the first time I've done this in the history of this podcast, did not actually like take the information and write it on my own, like put it into my own thing. Wow. I'm just going to take it from the Reddit because I did not have time. I literally found this case right before a we bitch is pulling a page out of my book. Because I have so much other stuff to do. I just didn't have time. So, the Reddit, the username is The Missing and the Lost, which is also a blog. Ooh, that's fun. So, um, I thought this Check case out. was interesting because... I was like reading through kind of just um, the unsolved case or cold cases Reddit thread, mm-hmm. and um, I come across this case, and it's from Chester, California, which is actually where my dad's from, and it's a super mm. small town. So I was like, huh. normally things like that don't really happen, you know, small right. towns. Um, but so uh, you know, so I decided to cover it. Um, Dominic Grayson Potts was 21 when he was last physically seen on November 6th of 2018 in the afternoon. Um, okay. He had been uh, in contact with a family friend like via phone around 6 p.m. that evening, but he was not heard from since then. So he, uh, let's see, uh, my computer is frozen. Oh, no. Lord, you guys, it's been a day. Um, Okay, so just to give a little background. The last time he was, again, physically seen was at his house in in Chester, California. Um, He had gone to work on November 6th, um, and his mom confirmed that he actually... That's a little confusing. He didn't make it to his shift on the 6th. He did finish his shift on the 5th at 3.30 okay. in the afternoon. Um, but didn't report the next way. Yeah, didn't so he to work didn't show up the next day. Um, and he, they ended up finding his car unlocked, keys in the ignition, switched on, and his cell phone and the wallet I read were found in the bed of the truck. But I've also read that they were found in the car. But either way, that's obviously not right. Literally none of this is a good sign. No. So his car was found abandoned at the end of First Avenue in Chester, California. Um, I'd have to Google Maps it, but, I mean, it's a very small place. So um, I'm sure they're <laughs> – see, that's the thing. It's a very small town, and it's very remote. So there's lots of woods. There's lots of – you know, it's in the middle up. of the mountains. Um, there's a lake nearby. Um, it is, uh, so Chester, formerly known as Big Meadows, is a um, census-designated de- place in Plumas County, California. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it looks like it's a middle of a bumfuck It hour. really honestly is. It takes an hour to get there from the nearest city, which is Chico. Yeah, it's located on Lake Almanor, 30 miles from 
uh, Quincy. The town is located along State Route 36. Mm-hmm. Uh, it snows a lot. Um, okay, so the where his car or his truck was found was along First Avenue, which actually is a road close to the lake and it's kind of like it wraps around I've obviously I've been there um it kind of wraps around the backside of town and along that it's like it's pretty remote there are some houses but not really there's a lot of trees a lot of wooded areas Mm -hmm. so um that kind of makes sense his truck would be found out there if like something weird was happening um right his uh car was found by the Plumas County Sheriff's Department um the media says apparently that it's possible the sheriffs, uh, whatever sheriffs responded to the car, mm-hmm. um, may have destroyed potential evidence, but that is not confirmed. Um, it's possible though that maybe because they don't really, I don't know if they really deal with this sort of thing often. I, I don't know. Oh um, uh. But nothing was recovered from, like, uncovered from his phone. Um, and there isn't any tangible evidence as to where he might have gone. So it's just very weird that his truck would be found um, in in that place. Um, obviously with his phone and his wallet, it's not good. Um, the sheriff's department initially released the truck back to Dominic's brother. However, as Dominic was leaving, it's reported that they stopped him and they like took back custody of the truck. And they're not sure why the sheriff's department did that, but the sheriff's department has a truck still. Um, and it's they the family's been told that it's not considered a crime scene, but I mean it is evidence and um yeah. They also say that it has not been dusted for prints, which I don't know why it wouldn't be. Seems like it's relevant. Um, they have not also have not received the cell phone back. So, you know, that's... I don't like it. No. I mean, it gets weirder. So, um, as I mentioned, the last sighting of Dominic... My computer keeps freezing. Um... Oh, where am I? The last sighting of him was leaving work the 5th. And then at around 3.15, he was seen by a female employee. Um, she left work. He was still working, but then he left shortly after. Um, he was working for Sierra Cascade Aggregate and Asphalt, which is owned by Dig It Construction in Chester. So I'm not sure exactly where they were working that day, but it's based out of Chester. Um, right. And then he placed a phone call, or he received a phone call, um, on the 5th around 6 p.m. The family friend spoke to him for a while, and he told them that he planned to rent a motel for the night, which I'm not sure why if he lived in the area. It doesn't really elaborate as to why. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it's because, like, he was, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, it is, It. I could tell you why. It's possible that there was bad <laughs> weather and he, it was, maybe he couldn't drive because it does snow quite a bit up there, but I'm not sure if it had snowed at that point um, okay. that year. I'm trying to remember 2018. I'm pretty, I don't think I. And what year, what month did this November. happen? So it's possible. It's very possible. I'm trying to remember because I went up there, um, I think that was in 2017. I went up there for Thanksgiving, so I would have been up there like right after. But I think 2018, I went up there for Christmas, so I would have been there like a month after. Anyways, I, I can't remember if there was a lot of snow or not. 
But I mean, it's like a lot more north than either of us live, so it gets like way fucking colder. It's significantly colder, and it, it's. I mean, during normally during the winter, it snows a lot. It's it's similar to like Tahoe. It's so it's like safe to say it was probs. Yeah. So that could have been maybe why, but or maybe like he lived with a bunch of family and he wanted to just have a night yeah. on his own. I don't really know. Doesn't say. Um, but his mom says that it's probably because he didn't want to have to drive home. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, his family contacted local businesses, contractors, coworkers, and colleagues of him, his, and local motels, but nobody had seen him or heard from him since the 5th. He did not check into any hotels or motels. Um, I eh. we, am going to post some pictures because, obviously, this is still a cold case, um, and this mm-hmm. is something that potentially somebody might know about. Um, he was 21. At the time he went missing, he'd be now 23, but he would probably look pretty similar. Um, his height was 5 foot 10. He was 150 pounds. Um, he had medium length, dark brown hair and brown eyes. He has scars on his arms and chest from welding, but he has no tattoos or piercings. Um, it's not known what clothes that he was wearing. Um... There is some uh, kind of dispar- like dis- what's what's the word I'm looking for disparaging yes um, information on here like so mm-hmm. um, I did look at another website it's still some of it's a little unclear like about where his cars was found and things like that but I, I right um, I think I don't I'm not quite sure why it's, it's interesting um, apparently. There have been rumors, of course, small towns, people talk. Um, they're uh-huh. not elaborated on, but I can only speculate. But it, the, the family has said that the police have, like, really not com- uh, communicated with them much. Um, and they've kind of, you know, tried to work with them, see what's up with the case, haven't really got a response back. And then... And, and then... The day after Dominic goes missing, his great grandmother was found brutally murdered in her mobile home i'm sorry you said what Mm -hmm. now what so people assumed it was because he killed her but that was proved false because they actually arrested a man for it who has been charged and i believe convicted of her murder Holy fuck. So literally shit. he goes missing, I think like the day after his grandma is murdered. So do we know if this was just like a coincidence? I th- I don't know. I think I don't huh. know like where um let's see. They need to go investigate and get in investigate this asshole. Yeah, I think so she didn't live in Chester. Um, mm-hmm. she lived in Oroville, it looks like, and that's a okay. bit away from Chester. It is a bit away. But that's still so weird. Like, what are the odds? Right. Oh, so she was found dead. Okay, so it was two days after. November 8th. Still. November 8th. Still, what the fuck, dude? She was stabbed to death, um, <gasps> from a kitchen knife that was from her home, um, and let's see, I did read that they found the person who did it and they think that 
it was I think it was a homeless person or at least one person one of the suspects so probably something kind of random yeah but I mean just what are the odds of that I don't know you know what you know what else is like really weird like coincidence shit Hmm. so you know how like obsessed we are Tiger King yes Okay, for those of you who don't know, we literally send each other memes in our group chat of just Tiger King stuff. And have only been doing that for, like, the last week. Fantastic. Um, I needed it. I need it. straight up need it. (laughs) Today, so on my work computer, it's, like, one of those, like, generic, like, nature thing, like, screensaver things. And, like, every, like, day it's a different picture. Today it was a fucking tiger. <laughs> no way. It's never once before been a tiger. That's fantastic. I was gonna. Yeah. Um, I, oh, you know what? what? When I change your name and um, my phone to essential ass bitch, I'm gonna put a tiger emoji next to it. <gasps> yes. That's what's gonna happen. Um. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it was a homeless man, uh, Oroville homeless man, who was arrested, and it looked like he. Uh, changed his plea from not guilty to no contest, which is basically saying, right. yes, I did it, I but fucking I'm not going to take responsibility for it. Um, yeah. He's 42. He was connected via fingerprint evidence in the stabbing death of Greta Putnam inside her mobile home on 5th Avenue in Oroville. What a cunt. He stabbed her at Him, least not five. T- yeah, he stabbed her at least five times, including once to the neck, which is freaking so awful. I don't understand. Oh my he god. Was bur- it, it looks like he he was burglarizing her home, which like, oh, that's awful. What are the? Oh, that's so awful. Like, <sighs> like that poor family. Seriously. Um. Like fuck. Her body. What it, a week. It says her body was found the next morning by her caretaker who came. Into the home, but he was sentenced. Good riddance. You POS. Why would you kill a grandma? You can rob her. She ain't gonna do nothing to right. you. She's 86. Go away. Ugh. Anyways, um, so I'm going to post some pictures of Dominic. Uh, it's, you know, it's very interesting. He just disappeared, and the police either aren't communicating information to the family or nothing's really known. Um, the area in which they found his car uh, or his truck, they have searched by foot, ATVs, boats, and an airplane. They have not Damn. found him. Um, again, it, it can be very remote out there. Um, I don't... You know, normally, like, I feel like if you would fall into the lake or something, yeah. they would find your body um, because you float. Like, you, uh, if you drown, you float, you know? after um uh, wow so it's very strange i'll also post pictures of his truck so you guys can see um but yeah if you have any information you can call local crime stoppers it's anonymous um or you can call plumas county sheriff's department which those phone calls are recorded so you know if you or if somebody you know would like to be anonymous Please call Crime Stoppers, or but you know the family deserves some answers. So yeah, and you know I feel like a lot of this is like just like a case of like small town sheriff's department or small town like police department mm-hmm. not having the resources or like really knowing what the fuck to do. Yeah, it definitely could be that. I mean, it. So the town itself doesn't have a, a police department. It, they're part of like the county sheriff, oh, which God. So, the yeah, sheriff I mean, like, they prob- probably has yeah. a little more experience in that. Like, because, you know, they yeah. c- they c- cover a greater area, but, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe there is more information than they're letting the, 
the family know mm-hmm. because otherwise it just seems like the due diligence hasn't been done yeah like uh, not to bring this back to tiger king because that's another <laughs> episode for another day um we will be recapping like, with, we will be recapping tiger yeah king. Um, all you cool it cats me and myself. kittens <laughs> we should have started the episode with that we're fucking idiots oh let's do it from now on but we okay, might want to watch out she might sue us Fuck Carol. <laughs> if you haven't watched Tiger King, please, please go watch it. it. It's you literally, it. it's fantastic. It's so it's fucking fantastic. bonkers. And you know, maybe we'll try to make that next week's recap we if we can. We really should try, 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 try. Fantastic. Um, but I saw a meme today that was like, it was a GIF of this security guard, um, like checking people outside of some sort of venue and he was like you know how they like make you like stand with your arms out and like they kind of like pat you down mm-hmm. he was like literally not even touching these people and it was like oh, yeah, I've the pol- the police looking for uh carol's ex-husband <laughs> well you know they're real okay they're they are they reopening the case for that they're like no yeah. i read that they're like going for it after that documentary came out and like kind of exploded it isn't that wild carol you better watch out carol fucking baskin i mean honestly like at the time he went missing no body cases i don't think were really tried Mm -hmm. and now honey they are yeah so bye bitch but honestly (laughs) i'm pretty sure she probably oh she 100 p put sardine oil on his ass and killed and fed him to the tigers. If you know what we're talking about, sorry for the spoilers. <laughs> well, if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to go watch it because we're not spoiling too much. You need to. Yeah, know. I feel like everyone and their mother is. You seen need it. to know. Anyways, okay, that's all I have. Go check out our pictures. Um, uh, yes. especially if you're from California. Um, you know, from my case anyway, it's very possible that you could know something. Yes. Um, so, do you have anything fun and fresh to share with everybody that's not Tiger King related? I made a fantastic TikTok yesterday with Emerson and I. I did not post it, but it's fantastic, <laughs> and I will share it with you, Jamie, because we're friends. I'm okay, not going to cool, share cool. it with anybody you... else, but it made me very happy. It was really fun. You don't want to post it as this week's episode? No, thing? probably not. Oh, I also ordered a dip powder kit for my nails because, you know, we're in shelter in place, can't go to the nail salon. Honey, I'm excited about it. Hopefully I can make it work. Um, my mom actually got one and she's been doing that for a while now. Like she's been doing that for a few months. I can imagine how much money you save. Yeah. Because she was like going all the time. Yeah, I I go all the time too. It's 45 bucks every two weeks. Honestly, I'm at like two and a half weeks right now and my nails are grown out and I can't handle it. So I'm very excited to get it. And Congratulations. To give it a try. Thanks. If it works out well, we can link yeah. it for people. Oh, for oh sure. my God, Charlie, can you not? If you want to check it out, it's called Dipwell. Haven't received it yet. It got it has good reviews though, so um, seems to be easy to use. Cool, Fingers cool, crossed. cool. Anyways, what about you? Um, what was I going to share? I had something I was going to fucking share. God damn. It. <laughs> um, don't you hate story that? of my life, honestly. Um, it's not Tiger King, I promise. Um, oh, I watched another documentary thing. I, it, it, okay, I shouldn't say it's fun and fresh, because it's really fucking sad. Um, it's the thing I was telling you about, that Beyond the Mat thing.
something, mm-hmm. or I think that's what it's yeah. called. Is the one the babe? Can you fighter guy? The Chris Benoit thing. Is that oh the dark side of the mat? Dark side of the ring. <laughs> I think it's dark side. What of the streaming ring. platform is it on Amazon? <laughs> it's on Hulu. Oh, cool. okay. <laughs> it's season two. Um, it's all produced by a WWE superstar named Chris Jericho. Um, so this, it's a two episode docuseries. It's really short. I want to say each episode's like 30, 45 minutes. 30 minutes. Zach just fact check. I just got a Zach check. Uh, <laughs> um, and the first episode is, I don't want to get too much into it because you might recap it depending on how you we're gonna recap feel about it, it when yeah. you watch it. Well, if okay, we're going to try to do like one, um, yeah. per week, then again, no promises. So, but yeah. like so, for Friday we've got the animal, the most dangerous animal of all, and then we have Tiger King, and then probably this, and then um, yeah, that, um, the Matt one. So yeah, so it's the dark. I believe it's the Dark Side of the Ring. It's on oh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. And yes, I just got confirmation. That's what it's okay. called. Um, so it's about Chris Benoit. He was a um, he's a now deceased WWE superstar. Um. This is all like very general knowledge. He um, killed his family and killed himself. I didn't know that until you texted um, it to me the other day. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I had heard about it um, before this because I'm not a huge like WWE person. Zach is, and so I guess I kind of am by proxy. Like I watch a lot of mm-hmm. wrestling, um, and it's very interesting. It's really fucking sad, but it's a very interesting, um, and it kind of piggybacks on some of the Aaron Hernandez stuff. Um, I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to, like, give too much away. Um, I want you all to watch it. I guess it's only an hour worth of content. Yeah, we will recap that. We eventually are going to do Making a Murder, but as we've said, we want to do that in person with with Wes, Jamie, and I, and we cannot do that because we're on shelter in place, so. Yeah, and you only have one mic at home, so. Yeah, so, and, you know, germs, so you can't, like, send me one. (laughs) Yuckers. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's it. Yep, that is it for today, and we'll be back on Friday. Our recap. Or Friday. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, if you're not working, then you don't. Week, what is a weekend? It it, none of it matters. Matter. What What the fuck Honestly. is anything? Time is nothing but a construct. Oh my god, you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> anyway, toodly doodly okay, doo. Bye.